0: Radio MD. Radio MD.com. Hear it from the doctor with expert guests from the American Academy of Pediatrics. It's Healthy Children. Now,
1: our favorite mom, Melanie Cole MS. Welcome to Healthy Children, where you know our experts are provided by the American Academy of Pediatrics i'm melanie cole and today we're talking about drowning prevention and swim safety and with the summer coming up and people just really feeling this need to get out and go to the beaches and go to the pools, I think that we're gonna all have to, as parents, be just a little bit more vigilant. And I mean, we always should have been vigilant, but I think this summer, there's gonna be some real excitement. So today we're talking with Dr. Gary Kirklus. He's a pediatrician in Phoenix, Arizona, and a spokesperson for the American Academy of Pediatrics. And he is a fan favorite here at Healthy Children. Dr. Kirkless, it's such a pleasure to have you join us again. So let's talk about swimming safety. If you had to pick out your top three points of water safety, I know what mine would be. Tell me what yours are.
0: So yes, there is a real need to sort of create layers of protection. So it's kind of hard to just to pick out a couple. But I would say anytime a child's going to be around the pool, so either it's your pool or it's grandma's pool or at the beach, you have to have someone who's going to be the designated uh, pool spotter or lifeguard. And that's not even quite enough too, because then you also want to make sure you follow what we call the three C's of pool safety. So the person who is the designated pool watcher has to be there constantly. So that's the first C. And the reason that's important is because in the time it takes to go, for example, to go inside the kitchen to grab a drink, or maybe to bring one of the children out to one of the children needs to use the bathroom in that, you know, 20 to 30 seconds, that's how fast a drowning can occur. Drowning literally will happen in a matter of seconds. So whoever's designated pool watcher has to be there constantly. The second C is close. The pool watcher needs to be close. And the reason for this is unlike how drownings are depicted in TV and movie with a lot of thrashing and yelling, in actuality, many drownings are actually silent events. So if that pool designated person that's watching the pool is maybe doing some gardening or they're on the grill or they're chatting with friends at a distance, they may miss a drowning. So you really need to be at the pool's edge And then the last C is capable. And the reason for that is, you know, we may have the temptation to use an older sibling to be the pool watcher. You know, for example, if you had some 6- and 7-year-olds swimming in the pool and you designate a 13- or 14-year-old older sibling, they might be easily distracted. Um, In addition, the pool watcher needs to be capable of jumping in the pool and swimming to do one of those life-saving procedures. So uh, those are the three Cs, and I would start out with that for anyone that's going to be hosting a a swim party or is going to be the designated pool watcher.
1: I couldn't agree with you more on all of those. That's exactly my list. And, you know, really for parents, we tend to think, especially if it's like at the beach, and I, and I will start with the beach because we'll move on to pools, but we'll start with beaches and lakes. And they tend to think the beach is pretty safe because there are lifeguards. And that it's shallow water and maybe their kids won't go in too deep. What do you want parents to know and understand? Now, coming from a place, Dr. Kirklus, as someone who has a lake house, I am a life jacket, just fiend. You know, nobody's allowed on a boat without their life jacket on until they are 21. And then they have to have it right next to them. So it's like, I mean, life jackets all the time, even in the shallow, because it's just too quick, as you say. It's not this thrashing about and it can happen in shallow water so take us to the beaches and to the lakes and what would you like us to know there
0: so you know the difference with a pool, you have a small body of water. It's sort of easier for the, the the parent or the pool watcher to sort of see what exactly is going on. When you go, you throw into the the scenario a beach or a lake. The lot the body of water is much much larger, right? And so you have to be all the more vigilant. So if the, if the children are going to be swimming at the beach, a parent needs to be at the water edge. You know, I would I would you know, relying on the distance, you know, where your spot on the beach is, is probably not sufficient enough. You can easily get mixed up, you know, no longer see your, your child, there's things like waves and undertow. So you really, as a parent, you really need to be at the water's edge at the beach. And then for, like you you just mentioned, you're absolutely right at the um, water safety at the lake, it usually includes boating and and you definitely need to have life, life preservers on everyone. I think the the U S coast guard uh, states that anyone 13 and under has to have it on, on their persons and then older than that has to be next to them. And, you know, we we see numerous drownings throughout the year, especially during spring and summer. And unfortunately, many of those drownings occur in in children when when boating, when they don't have their their life jacket on. And, you know, it it stinks to be a a strickler about these things. But in the reality, uh, when we look at the statistics, children one to four, drowning is one of the leading causes of death. And and the sad thing is it's completely preventable, you know, with with simple water training and good supervision and life jackets.
1: I agree with you completely on that. And as someone who literally had one of those blow-up pools and turned around and it almost happened in slow motion i turned around for a second on our deck and my three-year-old was playing by the pool and i turned and looked as the poolside collapsed and in he went it was so fast and so silent and i mean i ran over there and everything was fine but all i did was turn around and so it can happen just ever so fast so now on to those pools a lot of parents tend to think that shallow water is safe that those baby pools are safe so they'll they'll put a little kid in the baby pool sitting them up you know maybe they even have the little wings on and then they'll walk away or turn around or they'll go mow the lawn or they'll do something but kids can really drown in shallow water too can't they
0: that's true. I mean, a- any real bottle of water it should be thought of as a, as a threat, whether that's one of those little blow up pools where the water is only six inches deep, uh, whether it's a bucket that you have in your backyard that's collected with rainwater um, that we you know, if you work in the emergency room, a- as I did when I was in my residency, I would see these stories of, of just just, you know, totally saddened parents who, who are not neglectful parents They you know, they, these circumstances are just, they can be very rare. Um, and it, like you mentioned, it only takes a couple seconds, but any really, any body of water i mean we there's stories about a dog bowl or a toilet was sufficient enough to cause a submersion event so you really have to like i said before it's it's almost like you have to have these multiple layers of protection going because you know you, you want to make absolutely sure that one of these events isn't going to occur
1: well now one of the things that i think has been a source of controversy in a way is swim lessons a lot of parents and then indeed the children who have taken swim lessons get a little overconfident and think okay it's fine the kids had swim lessons but that's not always the case. Now, when is it that we should be putting our kids in swim lessons while still being vigilant?
0: So the, the American Academy of Pediatrics recommends starting swim lessons at around one year of age. So when, after a child is an infant, they, you will find survival swim classes less than one year of age. Of course, a parent will need to make a decision for themselves whether they, they want to go down that road. But officially speaking, as a, as a pediatrician, I would recommend starting as early as one year of age. At that age, I think it's probably appropriate at the academy we we feel swim lessons or the ability to swim is, is a necessary life skill i mean we expect our children to learn math and to read learning how to be able to stay afloat in water is one of those essential life skills and, and the parent when when they decide to do one of those swim survival swim classes you know initially you know when they're when they're younger it's going to be mostly just learning how to float and then as they progress a little bit older they'll learn to do, to float and then swim and these can be life-saving because you know many drownings occur during non-swim time so when when everyone's, you know, watching movies or when everyone's watching lunch, a little toddler can walk out, walk into the pool and then end up in the pool. And if they, if they know how to float, that could be one of those essential life skills that can buy them some time. And the other thing we do recommend too is pool fences. Pool fences are great because they can, they basically are guarding the pool 24 seven. So again, it's always, it's always that layer is, you know, having swim lessons, having a pool fence, all these things can be being great, re- measures. And then the other thing that I would mention about swim lessons is, and sort of to your point. Typically, children will panic when they're in, in, in the pool which is sort of a good and bad thing. You want children to have a healthy dose of fear of, of body water because it, it can be life taking. But in the act of, of a submersion event, the panic is not always helpful. What is helpful is knowing how to float and to swim. So you do want to instill those lessons so that they don't panic when they fall in. But at the same time, you, you do want to have that healthy dose of respect for the body of water where all the children in your family know that when it's swim time is only when there is an adult present, there's no you know slipping away into the pool on their, on their own leisure.
1: I think a healthy dose of respect for any body of water is such an important message, especially as they become teenagers. So moving up the chain here a little bit to our older kids. And again, I am such a strict parent when it comes to the lake and, and the things I'll allow my teens to do and their friends grumble about it, but when they go out on our boat, they are every single one of them at 18 years old wearing life jackets because i just don't trust that they're going to be completely that severe and serious about it but now speak about our teenagers and drinking and water bodies of water and the things that our teenagers and even a little bit older sometimes think is fine to do when they're not respecting the water that much
0: Absolutely. When you look at the statistics of drownings and submersion events, you see, you know, a number rising around like one to four years of age, and then it kind of, you know, it drops down and then you see it pick up again during the adolescent years. And, you know, anyone that knows teenagers knows that it's a, you know, a normal and a natural expected part of growing up to be uh, taking some risk behaviors. Um, And so we know adolescents will do that. When you mix adolescents and water, you're going to see some erratic behavior and then you throw in alcohol and the tendency to use and experiment with substances. And it's sort of the perfect recipe for, for an accident to happen. So again, yeah, uh, when you have teenagers and you're mixing them with water, I think Everyone should be on the same page that um, life jackets need to be worn, that you're not in uh, a situation where they can't reach out for help. So someone should have a cell phone on them to the greatest extent that you can. Limiting their, their ability to use substances is always a good idea because um, that can just make matters worse. And again, the statistics are bearing this out that you know we see the, the drownings and the submersion events pick up around the adolescents just because of their, their, their erratic behavior. So yeah, so instilling those, those, those safety precautions is always a great idea. And, and it's kind of hard to think about that because when you think of an adolescent, you think, well, this person is, is an adolescent. They're almost an adult. They can surely swim. But it's, it's sort of interesting that this is where we see a lot of the drownings.
1: Well, it doesn't surprise me, really. And, and the fact is that also even some of my kids' friends were lifeguards at the local pools. And so then they're even more a little bit cocky about it. Oh, I don't need to worry. And I'm like, I don't care. This lake is 200 feet deep. You know, and something happens to you, you hit your head or something and, and it's difficult to find somebody in that kind of deep water. So, I, I mean, all of these things put together, what would you like parents to know about safety? There's riptides if somebody listening lives in a place where there is an ocean and riptides. And I think they even have those in, in like Lake Michigan around where we live. Tell listeners what you want them to know about the importance of remaining vigilant and and those pool watchers and not taking your eyes off your kids in the water for just a second.
0: I would say overall, you know, we, we look at pools and beaches and lakes as a source of enjoyment, especially during this, you know, during pandemic times, people will be very itching to get out and going to the beach and go to the lake and let loose. And, you know, frankly, we deserve it. You know, it's been a really hard year, but at the back of our minds, we really need to look at a body of water as a potential drowning uh, location and that you have to really be on your toes and you really need, do need those layers of protection. You can't just point out, you know, uh, just wear a life jacket or just wear floaties or just have a pool fans or just have swimming lessons you really have to have that layered approach and a healthy respect for for something that could be you know quite quite enjoying uh, during this this summer so you know kind of just have that balance approach you know look at it as it as a source of enjoyment but also be very respectful as, as the drownings can occur
1: such important information and parents as the summer approaches and and our kids are getting more excited about getting outside and seeing their friends and hopefully we're all going to be vaccinated and we'll be able to do these things again it's so important that we remain really serious about these kinds of things because Boy, the emergency rooms do not want to see you with your child if they've been drowning so take it seriously watch your children and share these shows with your friends and family on your social channels because we are learning from the experts at the american academy of pediatrics together i'm melanie cole and you're listening to healthy children right here on radio md.com stay well